You're listening to The Minor Detail Podcast, a place where all things community, encouragement, and lifestyle come together through meaningful conversation. I'm your host, Kyla Ariel, and I'm so grateful that you chose to join me on this journey of authenticity to serve as a link that amplifies human connection in our everyday lives. Navigating life on a daily basis can be difficult, but I am confident that together we'll be our own answer to life's minor little details that come our way. Sit back and enjoy today's episode purposely curated just for you. Hello, 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 and welcome. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Minor Detail Podcast. I am your host, Kyla, or Kyla Ariel. I'm still deciding how I want to move forward there, but we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I'm so grateful that you made it here. Um, Welcome to episode one of the Minor Detail Podcast, more formally. Um, It has been a long time coming, and I am just beyond excited to even be sitting here recording. It's a Thursday. It's the evening time. um, And we're here. We're here. Honestly, it's been a long week. Tomorrow is Friday. And I'm just looking forward to unwinding into the weekend. I actually have a lot of traveling coming up. Um, I am going to celebrate two of my friends this weekend who are graduating from, well, one is graduating from law school and the other is graduating from pharmacy school. And so I'm super excited because obviously I'm proud of my friends. It's been a long time coming. I graduated college. I don't know if I want to show my age here, but I've been out of college for some years, okay? And to know that they were just like still in school (laughs) this entire time is crazy. But like I said, I'm super proud. And then the following weekend, so after this weekend, I'll be headed to another friend's law school graduation to tie up the, uh, what do you call it? Like the graduation world traveling situation. Um, But yeah, I'm like really big on my friendships. I'm really big on support and just showing up. Like these are big moments, you know? I love the birthdays and like the random celebrations, but it's nothing like something like a graduation, for example, or like a milestone birthday. I guess you can count that, but... Clearly, they put in work to be here, to be where they are, I should say. Um, And it's no easy feat. So I'm super excited. I'm super proud. But I've got some busyness going on. Um, This is episode one officially. Not super formal. I really just wanted to take some time to kind of paint the picture for what the Minor Detail Podcast will be like. Uh, So here we go. Honestly, Um, if you've been following for a while or... Um, are affiliated with me in any way. You know the Minor Detail is my baby. Uh, She started out as a blog that I launched at this point about three years ago, which is crazy, and has grown into more than a passion project of mine and now evolved into a podcast. Essentially, I have thoughts, I have feelings, I have encouragement, and so much more that I want to share Um, And it just, it grew beyond written form. And over the years, over the last three years, I've honestly, I've grown so much. I have transitioned so much. And there's a lot that I've been navigating, you know, from this post-grad to adulthood life. And I feel like that is really why the minor detail was birthed. It's because I felt like I will never forget in college, probably like senior year, I just felt like there was no blueprint. There was no rubric. Where am I supposed to go? 
Um, and I first started listening to podcasts around the same time. And there are some very, very notable women specifically um, that kind of led me to feeling like I was supported through the form of, you know, a podcast, a conversation. Although I didn't know those individuals, it still felt like I was close to them, but I was also learning something from them. And so over the years, I've always had like this underlying feeling of wanting to start a podcast. And believe it or not, an entire year ago, I really started planning this project um, from, you know, getting branding together and bringing on creative strategic thinkers and even having a few interviews and scheduling a few interviews to a whole year later, finally being able to kick it off. And y'all, it just feels so good. Like it feels good to even be recording this, this right now. Um, because it's real, it's real. I am so excited for what, um, the minor detail podcast will encompass. I'm so excited. And I am also just like, expectant of the trajectory and hopefully the gems that will be shared and the conversations that will be had. So yeah, I mean, thank you for listening. This is only the the start of something amazing. I can feel it, honestly. And it doesn't stop here. Like I said, it started as a blog and now we're moving into the podcast space and there's, there's just so much more. So before I go any further, I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, the minor detail podcast will definitely be a combination of things. Season one specifically, I was, or I am, I guess, really adamant about sharing other people's stories. It'll be a combination of, you know, some solo episodes, but definitely we'll have amazing, amazing guests on to tell their story from their own lens. I feel like oftentimes we wait for people to get to a point of success that feels major, that feels super public, and you know even like celebrity status. Um, but there are such amazing people in this world who have yet to even like scratch the surface, but they're killing it. And I happen to know some of them personally. I happen to just you know follow them from a distance and um, am cheering them on on their way. I guess you could say I'd be a fan, um, but it's a combination. And so I don't want to like give too much away. There's definitely more that you guys can expect um, to come from the podcast, but essentially that, I mean, that's the rundown. And honestly, I don't, I don't feel like um, it has to be put in a box either. You know what I mean? Like there's so much content <laughs> day in and day out that we're consuming. And I really just want this to be a space of positivity, of meaningful conversation, of authenticity, um, to just really like to be helpful, whether it's just like a midday pick me up because I, I just, I need to hear something good. Or it's really like, you know, I want to come and I want to hear practical, you know, life application steps to do X, Y, Z. I don't know y'all. <laughs> I mean, I know, but Either way, like there's there's no cap, essentially. Um, so yeah, this first episode is really just for y'all to get to know me a little bit more. If you don't already, if you do, amazing, stick around. Um, but I, I am excited for what's to come. So I've done a lot of moving in my time, in my, uh, my prime, for sure. I, when I was in college, I studied mass comm, specifically uh, political communications. But if you're familiar with mass comm, then you know like literally everything lives under mass comm, journalism, PR. I think mass comm included advertising as well in, um, 
or at LSU and then like graphic design and some other things. So it was very much like the new upcoming, um, not even new upcoming, but it was like, it was very hot on campus, like especially for millennial folks. Like if you cared anything about like, um, just like new age communications and especially social media. Like I wasn't fortunate enough to be able to take classes about social, but I remember there was like one class when I was at LSU that covered social media specifically. So I know for sure that the entire landscape has changed since I was in college. Um, whereas you could probably like focus or concentrate in social, who knows? I'm not sure. Cause I haven't been back, but either way, I went to school for mass Com and about, like around my senior year, I would say, is when I started to really realize that like I needed to figure out what I was going to do post undergrad. Cause like we all know those of us who do go to undergrad. I'm not going to say we all know. I won't categorize us. Some of us, if you can relate to this, you go to college, you work hard, you know, you're focused because that is what you're supposed to be doing. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh wait, there's a real world out there after this. Yikes. Okay. So I have to figure that out. I had internships and the whole thing, but it was just like, I was just focused on college. Like I wasn't thinking about the fact that afterwards, like there was a whole, there was a whole nother life that I had to live. And so senior year, I had a come to Jesus moment where I was like, sis, what do you want to do? Because once you walk across that stage, like it is what it is. (laughs) There's no turning back because that's another thing. I knew after undergrad that I did not want to go back to school. And I totally understand that college is not for everyone. And it was like around the time that I was graduating undergrad that I realized like, wow, I see why this is not for everyone. I went to, I'm not going to say please other people because that is not true. I went to college because I knew that it was the next step. Do I believe that you have to go to college to succeed in life? Absolutely not. However, there are many, many pros outside of like academia and um, college programming and things like that. There are many pros to going to college that just like help with life skills, if that makes sense. But anywho, that's not what this conversation is about. Went to college, senior year. I was like, you got to figure it out. Sorry. I have wine. It's Thursday. So quick. Right. So around senior year, I knew that I wanted to obviously work in communications because that is what I had been studying for the last four years. I wanted to go to law school at one point, but I quickly changed my mind because that was around around the time that uh, we somehow elected Donald Trump as 40, what, 45th president of the United States? Don't quote me on it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I was just very disappointed in our our American politics at the time. And I realized like, nah, that's not what you want to do. So I actually, which is hilarious, I was, it's not hilarious, but what I did was hilarious. I was actually enrolled in like an LSAT prep or I'm sorry, LSAT prep course, which is like the, um, the test that you take to get into law school. I was enrolled in a course to basically, um, like get tutoring and, and prepare me for taking the LSAT. And so I realized that I did not want to go to law school the summer going into senior year. And so I got my money back. I had worked all summer that some, that, uh, summer prior. I was like, I literally saved very rigorously for the first time in my life. I will never forget. I wasn't like eating out on weekdays. Um, I wasn't doing any like crazy spending or anything like that because I had a few different jobs that summer and I was saving for my LSAT. So when we elected Trump for president, I was like, it's a no for me. 
I got my refund, like literally probably like a week before you could get it back. It was like $1,100, which in college, that's a lot of money. (laughs) Especially it took me like three jobs to save all summer to make $1,100. So I was like, I need that money back. And so it was a nice little way to kick off the school year because I'm like, I got this random $1,100. It's not tax refund money. It's not like loan refund money. You know, I worked hard for this. So it worked out, y'all. God works in mysterious ways. But I realized... You gotta get your life together. You don't wanna go to law school. What are you gonna do? I was having a conversation with my brother, my older brother, and uh, he went to school in Missouri at Mizzou, University of Missouri, I think, technically. And so if you're familiar with Mizzou, then you know the school. But he went there and he knew someone who was working successfully in, uh, I would say, I would say entertainment journalism. There we go. She's working successfully in entertainment journalism. So he sent me her Instagram profile and I was obsessed because she was doing like red carpet hosting and um, like, I mean, you name it, red carpet hosting, uh, working with big entertainment journalism outlets and also hosting on major networks. And I was like, I got to know her. And so I ended up, Outside of that, I ended up realizing that, you know, if I was interested in entertainment journalism, LA was definitely the place, hence why I moved to LA. And so once I got there, I hit the ground running. I reached out to who is now a very, 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 very dear friend of mine. Her name is Stacy Ike. But at the time, I was like an aspiring entertainment journalism red carpet host wannabe. And <laughs> um yeah, I reached out and the rest is history in terms of like our relationship. I became her assistant, executive assistant, and then we just grew from there. We no longer work in like a working capacity, but we're very close friends. So it all works out and it's amazing. But that was like my first shot ever in the entertainment um, journalism industry. And I also worked with her on like red carpets and shoots and all, all kinds of things. Like we were literally traveling the country at a black American or I'm sorry, African American film festival events and all, all types of things. And also I would say like, this is when influencing was like not blogging and like taking photos of your outfits and that type of influencing. But like when brands were investing in influencer marketing, this is when it was very, very hot. So just remember this moment because this was like a small mini introduction to like influencer marketing circle back. I also, when I got to LA, my first job was technically a front desk job at a sugaring salon. Sugaring is a form of hair removal. If you're not familiar, similar to waxing. And I was just like the front desk coordinator. So I would answer phone calls, send emails, um, confirm appointments, you name it, those type of things. And, um, yeah, that was my first job. I want to say I found it on Craigslist if I'm not, if I'm remembering correctly. I found it on Craigslist and um, applied immediately, took an interview and got the job. So that was my first job. Working with Stacy was my second. And then eventually, like a couple weeks into living in LA, I ended up, um, I ended up becoming a PA, production assistant, if you're not familiar, um, for live events. So more specifically live award shows, a friend of a friend put me in touch with someone and the rest was history there. So I would probably like monthly for a week, I would work 12 hour shifts daily for about five to seven days on live production. So I've worked like NAACP awards. I've worked the BET awards. I've worked the billboard awards. I've worked like 
um, so many, so many awards. Like, <laughs> it's not even funny. And it was very tiring, hence the 12-hour shifts. But it paid well at the time for what I needed. And everything wrapped in one was just very, very, very amazing experience. However, there just came a time where I was very homesick. Um, I was missing family and friends and just like non-grind culture. And I had been in such like a grind culture for such a long time at that point. Um, You know, you got to get how you live at the end of the day. And there's no shame in that. However, you can't fight the way that you feel at the end of the day either. So I ended up probably, so I moved there in July of 2020, or I'm sorry, July of 2017. And about April of that year or of the following year, 2018 is when I realized I probably would be leaving once my lease was up, which was in like the, you know, July, the following year. And when I moved to LA, I moved there with my best friend. So she had actually decided to leave. She came to LA with a job. She was working with Dr. Phil at the time on that show. She was working in production because that's also what she went to school for. And she realized she didn't want to live in LA. So she left and it was just me. And luckily I had, I had made very great friendships. Um, and very great friendships, but very few. That's another thing about LA. I'm not gonna, this won't be a bash LA podcast or anything weird like that, but I will say it's a very interesting place to live. Um, and there are very interesting people that live there. Um, not LA natives. I make that clear all the time. Transplants, you know how we like to do. We like to move around and shake things up a bit, but, um, but yeah, I ended up moving July, 2018, came back to Dallas and, that is when things like really began to shift. Um, when I say really began to shift, I mean, it was just different. I had went from being very independent and just making my own schedule slash like moving the way I wanted to move in a very fast paced city. Mind you, LA is not like New York. It's not like Chicago even. Um, you know, it's very liberal. It's very go with the flow, hang low, loose. I don't know the term, hang loose, I think, the surfer term. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, there's a lot of money to be made. There's a lot of events happening. Like every night there's something. It's very go, 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 go. Moved back to Dallas, definitely slowed down a lot. Um, I had, let's see, I don't know how long it took me to find another job, but I got a job at, um, or in homeowners association, again, another front desk job. That's just like my go-to apparently. <laughs> I got a job and I ended up very, very, very fast, fast forwarding this, this uh, story, but I ended up working there for about a year and a half or so before I realized like, this is not it. Like you just literally came from living your dreams, working in atmospheres that you loved. You just didn't love the city that you lived in. Um, just to come back and, you know, kind of just feel stagnant, like working at HOA. Sure. I was doing their quote unquote communications and social media and e-blasts, but I'm talking to people who live in a homeowners association and who check their emails as, you know, or check the emails that are being sent to them as like a formality because they want to know what events to take their kids to that weekend. But it wasn't the same, like high intensity, fast paced, energetic environment that I was used to when I was living in LA. And so after a while, I just realized like, all right, you got to build up the strength to either leave or you're going to be stuck here. And so I chose to leave. 
which is also a whole nother story because as we all experienced the 2020 pandemic due to COVID-19, and so I experienced all of that and moving from like working in the office to going remote, I experienced all of that um, at the same time. So there's just a lot of navigating that as well. And when I finally decided to leave, it was a huge leap of faith because your girl did not have another job lined up, okay? I just left. Okay, not just left. I did save. I did have a cushion. I wanted to make sure that I was not making any crazy impulsive decisions um, and that it was a very educated decision. But knowing that there were no promises, there were no guarantees. I thought I would get a job in three months. Let's just say it took me 10. So I left in... When did I leave? I left, I think my last day was like June 30th or something like that. Or like maybe my last day was July 30th. I can't remember. I did not get a full-time job post the Homeowners Association um, until June of 2021. And that was my first experience or first role slash job, whatever you want to call it, um, working in advertising. And so in between that time, I did do some contracting work. I did have my introductions to freelance. I actually freelance when I live in LA. The sugaring salon I worked for, I ended up becoming their social media manager. So shout out to resourcefulness, shout out to getting the bag, and shout out to not being afraid to pitch yourself <laughs> where you see gaps. Okay, remember that. Not being afraid to pitch yourself where you see gaps. Uh, but yeah, I started working in advertising last year, June 2021, at my first advertising agency where I left in November of 2021, um, just for a better opportunity. I was recruited via LinkedIn and I was just like, let me see what this is about and ended up actually being interested where I currently serve as a senior social strategist slash influencer marketing manager. Very, very full circle because I have actually worked in social since the beginning of time. And when I say since the beginning of time, we all grew up in social media, right? So it's very second nature to us. But I've always been gravitated or I've always gravitated towards working in social media because I've just always been intrigued with like the strategy behind it and, um, you know, the creative thinking that goes into content. And so that was always an interest of mine. When I worked with Stacey as her assistant, social was really big for us. Um, that was a really big part of our strategy. That was a really big part of, of her getting her name out there as, as a an entertainment journalist and red carpet host and a lot of great opportunities came from social. Um, and it can, it can be a little tricky navigating that space, especially when it comes to just like not wanting to over consume social media and the accounts that you follow. And, you know, but, um, yeah, I, I worked in social from literally the start of my professional career being her assistant. Like I said, I pitched myself to work freelance full or I'm sorry, not full-time, part-time at the sugaring salon I was working with. And so I was like capturing their content on my cell phone and editing their pictures and then creating their social strategy and then posting and community engagement. So, you know, it's that very like early scrappy social media um, time and experience. And I will never go back, but it was a great experience. <laughs> um, but I love sitting in like the social strategy space because you're not executing you're not creating content necessarily but you are doing the strategic thinking behind how brands should activate on social um and i love it and so just very very full circle you know i started out very unconventional and i will just say like 
when I got my shot at advertising, someone definitely took a chance on me. Like I had no advertising background, but I think the way I just showed up in that interview and in the conversation, um, you know, it just, it, it said something, um, it meant something. And I'm grateful to be in this position as well, just because I feel like it was kind of curated for me. Like it's not often you find individuals who sit in hybrid roles that are both social strat and influencer marketing. Um, but I do. And I think what's also very, very, very interesting about me working in influencer marketing is that I never had an interest initially. I've always been interested to become, or I'm sorry, I've always been interested in becoming an influencer, um, you know, i.e. the minor detail and me already having experience working with brands and having brand partnerships. And even back when I was working with Stacy, like I mentioned, um, she would be working with brands. And so always for full circle because you have that experience working on the other side, but to be working internally, um, and, and to learn how things operate internally is like a whole different ball game. However, that said, it's nice to come with the experience of being an influencer because you, you kind of have that like dual, yeah, that, that like dual experience. And so you, you know how, how things should feel, but you're also learning about, you know, budgets and contracting and, and strategic thinking in that way. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool for sure. Um, but that's little, that's kind of like my timeline and, and how I got to where I am now. The minor detail literally came about in, yeah, actually in college, senior year, um, or like going into senior year, I knew that I wanted to do something on social, um, or have a blog or, or something to that effect. And so, it literally just started little by little. I didn't have the name, the minor detail, but I knew I wanted to have a blog. And then, like I said, little by little, I just ended up just, you know, um, chipping away at the idea of what it would be like to become an influencer, to create my own personal brand. Um, and yeah, and that's literally, literally how it happened over time. I just gave it more and more attention. The name, the minor detail came to me because... As I kind of said earlier, I felt like there are so many details about life that we don't learn in school, we may not learn at home, um, that don't come naturally. And sometimes they can they can be a little restricting, right? They can feel like barriers, it could feel very hard to get past. And so I knew that I wanted the brand, the minor detail, to be a space where we share stories that are authentic, that are helpful, um, that can inspire and just in, and help people get or navigate their own journeys in a way. And so the podcast became a desire of mine within the last year. I think I mentioned that earlier. And um, I really just wanted it to be a, a more conversational space. It's easier to digest. It's easy to listen to. It's fun. I found my love of podcasts way early on. And I just felt like it was my, uh, my little pocket of self-development as I was coming out of college. Had no idea what the hell I wanted to do. Had no idea how I was going to get there. Um, so to hear people with more experience, more life experience, more professional experience, just speak about what helped them along the way. I knew that I could serve um, as a vessel in some form or fashion at some point. And so that's literally how we got here today. Um, those are all my minor little details. And so I just feel like, uh, it, yeah, it just, it, it, it's, it's so full circle. I keep saying that, but it literally all trickles down into one thing. It's like, even me sitting here explaining this right now, um, I'm having so many aha moments. Cause it's like, oh, you did do that thing to get to that thing, to get to that thing. And that is what inspired you to do that. But when you're, when you're just living out life on a daily basis, 
you don't really like, you don't, well, I don't often stop to think, right? I don't often stop to be like, oh, that's how, that's how I got there. Or, um, I really, I remember praying about that thing, or I remember just like really, really, really desiring that thing. And then you become that thing. (laughs) Um, but there, there are moments to, you know, kind of like stop and just recognize that the the person that you've grown into and, and who you're becoming is courtesy of, you know, where you once were. So didn't mean to get fake people on y'all. But that is that that's just how I'm thinking and, and just sitting here walking you guys through my story. But um but yeah, so that's how I got where I am today. Um clearly it's not over, God willing. Clearly I'm still breathing life and so there's so much more to come. But I feel like I feel like that's important to kind of break down, not only for y'all to get to know me more, but just so that you can see my trajectory. Because I think we all have our own life stories. We all have our own journeys. We all have our own experiences. And it's also very easy to compare your journey and your experiences to other people. But I think the uniqueness um, or the opportunity is that our journeys are unique to who we are. And, um, and I think that that's just important sometimes to so just sit back and reflect and be like, wow, I really came, I really came far. So like my challenge to you today is to just sit back, take some time to reflect and think about how far you've come because you're killing it for real. Because y'all a year ago, like I said, I did not have a full-time job. I was like praying. I was praying. I was an interview after interview after interview, rejection, me even saying no to some things and um, experiencing that and then today seeing where I am, it's just crazy. It just really, it's not crazy until it happens, but it's just crazy because I wouldn't have thought, I just, actually, I'm lying, y'all. I did, I did think, (laughs) I did think that I could get here, but to be in it and to realize like, wow, you really pray for this and, um, you know, it happened is, it's just mind blowing and it'll never not be mind blowing. I'm just really super grateful to be where I am. I am still figuring things out myself. Major disclaimer, the biggest disclaimer that I could possibly give, and I will probably say more than once, I am not an expert. I do not have it all figured out, but I want to use my journey as an opportunity to share what I can as I am learning. Um, and what I don't know, that is really the biggest opportunity to bring on others that do. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's really the gist. If we're being honest, I just wanted to do like a short intro. So that way felt like y'all know me, I'm going to get to know y'all and it is what it is. But, um, yeah, no formal scripts, no formal notes. I just wanted to take some time to say, Hey, I appreciate you for listening. I appreciate you for joining. And I'm just so excited for what's to come. I'm so excited to share stories. I'm so excited to get flowers. I'm just excited to expand, have amazing, meaningful conversations. Um, I think it's going to be beautiful. I think it's going to be impactful. And I, I just think it it's right. It just it feels so good. So um, continue listening. Continue supporting. I promise I will not let you down. Until next time, have an amazing day. Oh, and if you don't already, follow me on Instagram at Kyla Ariel. That's K-H-A-I-L-A-R-I-E-L. We'll definitely connect there. Um, Yeah. I'll talk to y'all soon. Bye.